Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grand Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Hey, man, how y'all doing today, man? Today, Monday, man. Monday, what? I don't even know what today's date is. I think it's like the 16th or something like that. Uh, Monday, July um, 16th, 2018. Hey, man, I'm feeling good today. Um, We had a little break last week. Um, Obviously, um... You know, uh, it was kind of slow as far as news. And I don't really want to come on here and uh, give you guys just any kind of show. You know, I want to give you guys the best show possible. Um, and not just and not just uh, give you a give you a show just when I mean, just because. Right. So news is still actually kind of slow. Football is probably finna start. Well, not probably football is finna pick up in a little bit. Uh, this is the month where, you know, um a lot of the rookies are already reporting to camp. Uh, some veterans. Uh, speaking of rookies, real quick, just um, just a quick side note: the Bears rookie, uh, Rokon Smith, the linebacker, their first round pick out of out of Georgia. Um, he um, he he's holding out. They don't technically call it a holdout because you know the veterans haven't reported yet. It's not officially a holdout until the veterans report to camp. But uh, he 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 haven't been he haven't showed up yet. You know the rookies normally get there before all the veterans. Um, he hasn't he he don't have a deal yet. So um, you know he 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 hasn't showed up to camp. So we we gonna be closely monitoring that situation. But yeah, football's finna pick up. Um, we got some football news of Michael Irvin, man. You know, he said that the Hall made the right decision. Now, what I don't understand is, you know, people asking the question, who's right, who's wrong, whether whose side are you on? Do you, you know, do you, uh, are you on T.O. side or are you, you on the Hall side? Now, to be honest with you, I'm not on really nobody's side. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to state how I feel about it. T.O. feels that he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, which I also agree. Since they have the system in place, first ballot, second ballot, however many ballots that you're going to be, um, I do believe that uh, he should have been a first ballot Hall of Fame. When he retired, I mean, his numbers was second to only Jerry Rice. He was, he was, he was either second in every category or third, and mostly second. Him and, him and Randy Moss is right there. You take your pick. 
who you want to be the best. I, I believe when T.O. retired, I believe T.O. was probably the second greatest receiver. Randy Moss changed the game because of how fast he was. And my thing with Randy Moss is he didn't always use his hands. He didn't always like to go across the middle. You know, he got alligator arms when he went across the middle. T.O. also dropped a lot of balls. So it just all depends on, you know, which one of those guys you really prefer. People, me personally, I was a Moss guy. But if you're just asking me just to pick, man, that's that's really a close. But anyways, T.O., for those of you who don't know, uh, T.O. said a couple months ago when he first got, you know, uh, when he first got elected into the Hall of Fame that he was not going to go. You know, he wasn't going to go to the Hall of Fame. And now he's saying he's not going to go because he's doing it for all the people that should have been in on a on a first ballot. Now, I kind of agree with 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 Michael with 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 T.O. in this sense, because when I was younger, man, I'm pretty sure all of y'all parents told y'all whoever guardian, whoever grandma and grandpa, whoever it was. I'm sure you heard at least once in your lifetime that um, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it at all. And I truly believe that. And and, and I say that's good for T.O. because in the T.O. factor is I don't want him to go out there and be Michael Jordan during his Hall of Fame speech. Nobody believed in me. Like everybody have that nobody believed in me speech, you know, and you have to work real hard. But those of you, I'm not really going to go through the whole thing, but those of you who who seen the Jordan uh, Hall of Fame and, duck, and Shrine and Duck Me uh, speech, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. He came off as so arrogant and so like, oh, y'all, nobody believed in me. I did this. And, you know, and and that's bad because if you're in the Hall of Fame and you're doing your speech, it should be something nice. Like, you should be thanking people, you know, and, and obviously he did. I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm just saying that there should be no bitterness in your Hall of Fame speech. There should be, you know, there, there there's really no place for that in a Hall of Fame speech because this is your congratulations. Like, you made it, you know? So, so, me knowing the character and all of us really knowing the character that T.O. really is, we all think probably that it should probably be best that he don't go. Now, a lot of people that's in the Hall of Fame, I know they're saying he should go because this is a once in a lifetime thing. And I get that. But you can't make a man feel how you feel. You just can't. And T.O. feel that he's a Hall of Famer with or without being actually going to the actual ceremony. And I agree because who knows what kind of show that's going to be if T.O. shows up there in the mind frame that he's in now. So I think it's best that T.O. sit it out. You know, he feel he got robbed. Most of the world know he got robbed. It's not, that's what I don't understand. You know, you know, a lot of people saying they kept him out because of, because of his, his behavior. And I just asked those people like, um, how many times did T.O. ever get arrested in his career? How many times have T.O. ever been suspended because he because he was he was he was he was um disruptive in, in, in the community? So all this he was a he, his character issues like I don't all I know is a guy played in the Super Bowl with a broke leg and had had over a hundred yards. That's all I know. All I know is a guy who went out on the field and gave it his all. A guy who was a little bit too passionate and I don't really and that's I wouldn't say a little bit too passionate because I love that. Just like I loved it when, when you know, Dez a couple years ago. I, I played receiver, so I feel nobody can guard me. Like, I, I, like, like you have to have that mindset, you know. And, and you know, we, we get this thing. It, it's a stigma, honestly. Honestly, I'm just going to put it out there. There's a stigma when it comes to the black athlete. And hear me out on this, right? 
We got Kawhi Leonard, who don't say anything, right? People are bashing him because he don't say anything. He's too quiet. He don't speak up for himself. He don't say anything. Dwight Howard, they bashed him. You know, he he plays too much. You know, he he laughs stuff off. And then we have guys like T.O., where they talk too much. You know, he it's just too much. And Des Bryant, he, you know, that's a little bit too much. Like, And it's like, which one do you want? Because you can't have it both ways. You either want them to be quiet or you or you want them to talk a lot. You you, you cannot have it both ways because nobody criticized uh, Greg Popovich when he get in the media and, and don't want to talk. Oh, we laugh at <laughs> it's just Popovich. Even me. Because I know one Popovich probably, you know, he 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 he's the same person all the time. Bill Belichick is, is is another one that 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 gets a pass for for acting acting kind of crazy with the media and we love it because it's Bill Belichick he never talks you know everything is okay and when it comes to the athlete you got one athlete that don't talk and we criticize him because he don't talk because he don't speak up because we don't know how he feel but then we got those athletes who tell us how they feel, and then those are the ones that we're writing about. He's a bad teammate. He throws teammates under the bus. He does this. He does that. So it's either, which way do you want it? Either you want these guys to talk, or you don't want these guys to talk. And it, it, it's honestly just that simple. Now, on the Hall of Fame part, I, I get that. I I see why, you know, it's kind of contradicting, because they said nobody from the Hall of Fame Nobody from the Hall of Fame is um nobody from the Hall of Fame is um responding to TO, but it is. You got all these guys who represent the Hall of Fame. Because that's what they told me when it came to TO. They didn't want him in the Hall of Fame because you don't act that way and be a Hall of Famer. It's also about your character. So I'm just saying, like, don't these guys that's in the Hall of Fame, don't they represent the Hall of Fame since they're part of that organization? They may not be the Hall, but they're part of they're they're part of the Hall of Fame atmosphere they represent the hall of fame being that they're in the hall of fame guys like michael Irvin, shannon sharp these guys that's, that's that's more outspoken on the issue right like 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 they have to take some part in 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 being a part of the hall of fame since they didn't want to to be in the hall of fame because of his so-called quote-unquote antics so you know I, I believe the hall is responding now with the voting, I think this thing, you know, I think this voting thing is is really trash. Um, what is a third ballot Hall of Famer? That's a serious question. What is a third ballot Hall of Famer? What's the difference between a third ballot Hall of Famer and a first ballot Hall of Famer? And that's a rhetor. Now, that's actually a rhetorical question. Because there's nothing. Um, my... My daughter's grandfather used to always say this is one of his 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 favorite sayings when it when it came to stuff like this. He said in med school, the guy who graduated first in his class and the guy who graduated last in his class, guess what you still guess what you still gotta call him? He's still a doctor, whether you graduated first or whether you graduated last. He's still a doctor, right? So that's how I feel about the Hall of Fame. What is a first, third, second, fourth, fifth uh, ballot Hall of Famer? It's either it's either you have the numbers good enough to be a Hall of Famer, or you don't. I think another thing that they need to change with this ruling is the people who vote for the Hall of Fame. Also, 
they need to change the amount of people that can get in. How can you cap the number of people that's great? That don't make any sense. So my thing is, the biggest thing is you definitely have to change the way that that the Hall of Fame is voted for. Because I do believe if you let the people that's actually in the Hall of Fame vote for who, who gets to be in the Hall of Fame, I believe those guys, as, as, as probably as fierce as competitors they are, and they probably had a lot of battles with some of these guys, I do believe a lot of these guys would have already been in. Chris Carter had to wait, and Chris Carter got some of the best set of hands i ever seen in my entire life. For those of you have, that haven't watched Chris Carter, prime Chris Carter, I, I, I urge you to go watch Chris Carter, who had to also wait. For whatever reason, they thought he had to wait. I, I I just don't I just don't understand why you make a guy wait and then say, oh yeah, okay, now you're ready to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, ain't nothing changed. The numbers are still the same. As a matter of fact, the numbers actually start to look worse as you as you make these guys wait. When T, like I say, when To when when To retired, he was second and third in every category, right? Now T.O. is probably like 56. I haven't checked the updated numbers up to the date. But now is now we're getting more into a passing league. So all these stats that look good back in the day when 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 the game was more balanced, when you had good running backs and good receivers, you know, and a good quarterback, and everybody kind of shared the ball, these numbers don't even look half as good now. You know, I seen a stat of Antonio Brown, uh, you know, outside of touchdowns. He he's leading Jerry Rice in every statistical category at at this point in 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 their career, outside of touchdowns. So the game is changing so much now that we waiting to put these guys in the Hall of Fame and it's diminishing their numbers. It's the people who 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 haven't the the kids who haven't seen To play they don't know how bad To was. They see his numbers now and like, okay, but they don't really understand how how great T.O. really was, how tough he really was. They, they, they don't understand how good Chris Carter really was, how solid his hands was. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't really they don't really understand that. So I think, man, those are like the two main things that really need to change with this Hall of Fame. Um. Now, man, Ben McAdoo was in the thing, uh, was in the news. You know, he gave his take on, um, he gave his take on, um, the NFC East. You know, he said the Giants will win the NFC East. He also said the Redskins are the Redskins. The Eagles is going to be hard to repeat that success. And the Cowboys, well, I'm just going to paraphrase what I, what I want him to say. Uh, they're going to go eight and eight. That's, that's their thing. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Regard, listen. When in doubt, if you ever trying to pick a record for the Cowboys, eight and eight. Listen, you, I'm telling you, you're gonna be safe picking eight and eight. Now, a lot of people have a problem with Ben McAdoo because they saying that 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 he's probably just hating. Now, he's really speaking realistically. If you guys remember, like a week ago when I did the um, last week when when. When we did the division winners, when I said when we picked who was going to win every each division in NFC and the AFC, do you guys remember who I picked? I picked the New York Giants. That's who I said was going to win the the uh, the NFC East, and for obvious reasons. 
Um, I don't think I think the Eagles is gonna have a lot of a lot of rift between what they're gonna do with, with, with Nick Foles and what they're gonna do with Carson Wentz. People keep telling me Carson Wentz is such a great quarterback, and I don't I don't doubt that he could be great. But what I'm telling you is all I know is Nick Foles when 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 um Carson Wentz went out, all I know is Nick Foles came in and the offense didn't didn't miss a beat. So only thing that tells me is Carson Wentz might be a system quarterback. And and that's okay to be a system quarterback. But when a backup quarterback can come in and do your job just as good as you just as good as you did your job, and oh by the way, had three touchdowns in the um in the Super Bowl, two passing, one receiving, and was the Super Bowl MVP. That tells me either your team was great and you didn't mess that up. Or you in a you in a you in a system where anybody can be good as long as they don't mess up. So I think the Eagles is going to have a log jam at quarterback. Carson Wentz is pushing himself to be ready by that start of week one, and I believe he will. Um, you know, from looking at footage, he seemed to be playing on that on that knee uh really well, pushing off on that knee really well. He's throwing the ball really good. Uh, he's running really good. Um, and plus we still have we still have two two or so months before the season actually starts before it. Excuse me. Before it officially starts, we still have a couple more months before the season kicks off. So, um, I'm sure he'll be back. I think there's going to be a log jam there. Plus, it's always hard to repeat in the NFL. There's a reason, you know, why why there's so many teams that make it to the playoffs one year and don't make it to the playoffs the next year because you really see how good you are when you're going against the teams that's actually always good instead of having those 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 one hit wonder seasons. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm not saying that the Philadelphia Eagles is one hit wonder. I just don't see them as winning the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be much harder. They're going to face a first a first place team schedule this year, and we're going to really see how good they are you know then if they come out on top this year on top of the nfc east which is really not hard to win the east but if they come out on top in the playoffs and all that other stuff this year then we'll know that that they for real and we'll know that carson wentz might be for real that's that's to be determined uh the washington redskins i think they're gonna have an uphill battle they're gonna they're gonna they got a new quarterback although i believe that their quarterback fits well with the type of system that jay gruden likes to run that short dink and dump uh Getting, I, I don't think you know that um, Kirk Cousins was the right guy for that offense because that's not the offense that Jay Gruden liked to run. That Kirk Cousins liked to throw the ball down the field, which why I think he will succeed with Minnesota because he got guys like Thielen and he got guys like um. How did I forget? How did I forget his name? Literally, just as I was, just as I was saying it. Uh, the guy from Maryland. I cannot think of his name right now for some reason. I don't. I don't. I have no reason why. No clue why. I'm sure it'll come to me for some reason. But um, these guys like to go deep downfield. Now that's gonna fit Kirk Cousins' style of play in in Washington. I don't think I don't think that I don't think that that fit his style of play. Uh, because they didn't have those those type of receivers, Jamison Crowder, uh, Jamison Crowder and uh Terrell Pryor and whoever else they had on the roster. These even even when they had um. Pierre Garçon, you know, he's not really uh he's not really a um he's not really a a deep threat. He's more of an intermediate guy. I'm gonna be really, really tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna catch the ball over the middle, I'm gonna catch the ball in traffic, and that's what I do. So his Kirk Cousins never fit with what Jay Gruden was trying to do. I think Alex Smith 
is going to be a very, very um, good upgrade from Kirk Cousins. And not that, that Alex Smith is any better. Because if you ask me, I would still take Kirk Cousins over Alex Smith. It's just Stefan Diggs. That's his name. I don't know why I forgot his name for some reason. It, I told you to come to me. <laughs> but uh, um, Alex Smith just fit well with what the type of personnel that they have. You know, Chris Thompson was one of the best running backs uh, in the NFL last year. I seen a stat, his crazy behind. Uh, he, he, he tweeted it out on Twitter, you know, from Pro Football Focus that uh, on passes behind or at the line of scrimmage, he had the most he had the most receiving yards per per play um, on those on those attempts from any running back in the NFL last year. He was first in the NFL with I believe he had like a twelve point uh, five uh, yards per 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 reception average on passes at or behind the line of scrimmage. So what does what does Kirk Cousins like? I mean, what does Alex Smith like to do? He liked to dink and dump. He liked to get the ball out of his hands real quick. They got Jameson Crowder, who's a really screen, who's a really good screen guy, who can run those quick slants, who can run those bubble screens. You know, I think Alex Smith. I think this is going to go really well. And then you still have Jordan Reed, who at one point I thought could have been one of the best tight end, top three best tight ends in the NFL. Um, you know, uh, he just cannot stay healthy, and that's the only thing that's really been killing him, the ability to stay healthy. But I believe that Washington can can make a push, you know. Uh, they they got Orlando Skandrick, who uh, this year in the offseason from Dallas, who I that I think that was a big pickup for them uh, in the secondary uh, because if you want a good in-your-face, hard-nosed, you're-going-to-have-to-beat-me type cornerback, I mean, Orlando Skandrick is that type. He just has to stay healthy. So, um, which brings me to the New York Giants. Um, I think when the Cowboys, we're not even going to discuss 8-8. Eight and eight, um, They're going to have to have a, a good bounce back year, the Cowboys. I'm just not I'm just not as sold on Dak Prescott as a lot of people are. I think Dak Prescott is a system guy. I think Dak Prescott also benefits from having a good running game. Uh, we seen last year. The, his first year, his rookie year, when him and Zeke were both rookies, and Zeke rushing for all for all for all those yards, that Prescott looked amazing. He didn't look like a rookie. What happened when you take Zeke out of the lineup? And I know people are gonna say offensive line, whatever they had, guys missing here and there. But I'm just telling you that without Zeke, his numbers aren't the same. His numbers are not the same when 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 Zeke ain't getting 100 yards, when Zeke ain't running all over the field. You know why? Because Dak is not a polished passer, and that's why Des Bryant. Is, is on the outside now because that's the one thing that him and Tony Romo had in common. Tony Romo was a down the field guy. He hated throwing the ball short unless he was throwing it to Whitty. He, he, you know, and that kept Des Bryant in the game when Des Bryant is running those deep posts and he can, he, he has these jump balls in the end zone and these 40 yard go routes, these nine routes. It helped that Prescott is not that type of guy, you know, um, he, he, a lot of his stuff is set up off of his, off his ability to run. You know, because you can't just key in on his passing because he he will take off and run. And then you have Ezekiel Elliott back there. So without Ezekiel Elliott, we've seen what kind of player Dak Prescott is. Now he's going to have Ezekiel Elliott for the whole year unless, you know, anything happens. As Stephen A. Smith always says, what can go wrong will go wrong with the Dallas Cowboys. So, I mean, we'll, I don't, to be realistically the Cowboys, I, I probably see them at nine and seven, but eight and eight is not a is not, is, is not a bad go at it. Which brings me to the New York Giants, the team that Ben McAdoo was actually talking about, his former team, the team that fired him. Now, 
they had a bad year last year. Terrible year. I mean, just terrible. They didn't know what to do with 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 Eli. Um, Odell Beckham got hurt. It seemed like within the first three weeks, all of their receivers got hurt. All that one, like, boom, boom, boom. They all went down. Boom, boom, boom. So now who am I going to throw the ball to? Then I don't have a running back. So I think the return of Eli Manning, and yes, I said return, the return of Eli Manning, the return of Odell Beckham, they got Saquon Barkley, who I'm not as high on as a lot of people is. I, I wouldn't have wasted the number two pick on him. Um, but I do think he's an upgrade for any from anything that they ever had since Tiki Barber. So um with 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 all those additions, I be, coming back, I do believe that they will get it done this year. Uh they fixed some of the offensive line issues. Uh they picked up the guy, Will Hernandez, out here from where I'm at right now in El Paso, uh, from UTEP in the second round, um, to kind of help anchor that 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 line to help Eli Manning out uh, on that left side, on his blind side. So, I I mean, plus, like I said about the negative that I said about uh, Philly having to play a first-place schedule, guess what the New York Giants is going to get the benefit of doing? Because they're not a bad team, and that's... <laughs> They and I and that's why you have so many different people in the playoffs every year because now the New York Giants is a good football team. The New York Giants is still a good football team that had a bad record. So now they're going to benefit from playing a last place schedule. Now what you think going to happen when a good football team play a bad play 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 bad teams? You're probably going to win. The Cowboys did it. Tony Romo get hurt. They 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 they. They, they they draft good, the team comes back, guess what happens? They do good. You know why? Because they wasn't a bad team. They just didn't have a quarterback. Last year, the Giants was missing everything. They didn't have any receivers. They didn't have any running back. They was back and forth between Eli and whoever else. And then, you know, it gets to a point when you put Ben, uh, Geno Smith in the game, you know you're in trouble. Like, like, like you know you in dire restraints when, you, when you're actually starting Geno Smith, which who I've never thought was, was, was any good, even going back to his days at West Virginia. Because it's easy when you're playing in a, in a, in a, in a conference that's not all that great, and all you do is throw the ball, and you did have Tavon Austin. I mean, let's 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 not forget how dynamic Tavon Austin was in college. So, I'm not really ready. So when you put Geno Smith in there, come on, man. So I'm not really ready to put the Eagles uh, top of the NFC East again. And I'm right with with Ben McAdoo. Uh, I believe the Giants will be. Um, I, I believe the Giants will. Um, when 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 the, the the NFC East now on to some um, NBA news, man. I told y'all. Listen, I I think you guys should just go ahead and call me a psychic or something, man, because I'm, I'm I'm so tired of being right. I'm so I'm so tired of being right, man. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It, that that actually feels that actually feels pretty good to be right. Um, but I'm only right because I do my research and I don't put and and I don't put my emotions into stuff. When I talk sports. Outside of the opinions, because nobody really know how the division is going to stake up. That's opinions. That ain't fact. We we all speculate when it comes to records, but I'm talking about just news. I I'm, I'm normally right because I don't put my emotions into nothing. I just said two weeks ago the start of free agent. No, last week everybody was saying LeBron haven't talked to Luke Walton. 
what does that mean for Luke Walton? Luke Walton is going to get fired. He's doing all of this. And what did I say? He's on vacation right now. Why would he want to call Luke Walton when he could just talk to Luke Walton when he gets back? Luke Walton said at the Summer League game over the weekend, uh, last weekend, what did he say? I mean, the, a few days ago, I believe it was on Friday. What did Luke Walton say? Me and LeBron has already text, or this was on Wednesday, Tuesday, because I came on the show on Wednesday and said it. What did Luke say? Oh, me and LeBron already text. We supposed to be uh, agreeing on the spot to meet up. I said he would talk to Luke whenever he get back. It's not like he got all summer. I also said in that, it's not like when he gets off vacation, he's going he gonna to start working out. What has he been doing? Posting videos of him working out. What else did I say? Oh, Hefe, enlighten me. I also said that he was going to show up to a summer league game like he always do. <laughs> what did he do yesterday? Shows up to a summer league game. So, <laughs> it, people get this thing when they're talking about LeBron that they want to bash him so much and they want to criticize every single movie dude. And, and, and those are, you know, I, I understand it, I guess, because I'm also trying to join the ranks of these people uh, and these people being the media. And I know they have to just have something. I know they just have to have something to talk about, you know, so they, so, so they create fake storylines. They, they bring up stuff that, that, that don't really matter just to have something to talk about, especially in these down months when there's nothing to talk about, you know, they have to find every single thing to talk about. You know, I was watching something this morning. I can't remember which, which, which show it was. And they talking about Aaron Rodgers swimming with the Sharks. Like, who? Like, honestly, who? Who cares? But that shows you the level of unimportant things that's happening in the world of sports right now. Because baseball just really isn't that, isn't that exciting to talk about. Don't get me wrong. I love baseball. Baseball is my, is, is my first love. I coach baseball. When I do start coaching again, that's the sport I want to coach, baseball. It's fun playing baseball. It's fun coaching baseball. You can't tell me it's fun watching baseball unless you're actually at the game. I mean, of course, to those people that actually watch it all the time, kudos to you. But I'm just saying there's a reason why a lot of these sports shows don't debate baseball because who is really trying to watch it? You know, there, there, there's been a decline in baseball. That, that's, it's, it's been noted. It's, it's a decline in baseball. That they're trying to do stuff to spice up the game to get fans back more engaged in it. So right now, these guys are trying to bring up anything. They bring up all different stupid topics just to have something to talk about. You know, uh, another thing is look, that they say LeBron's in Hollywood just to be a movie star. He's already met with Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Pacino. So I'm guessing this guy is supposed to stay in his house all day, right? He's not supposed to go anywhere. He is in Hollywood. I mean, stars are everywhere. So I'm guessing he's not supposed to post to post to uh mingle with anybody, right? You know, a lot of people saying that he he only did it to build his brand and wasn't a basketball decision. Now, if you ask me, LA is a better team than the Cavs right now. I guarantee you in a in in a best of seven, I guarantee you I'm picking the team that got LeBron James on it. And I'm picking those, those, those I'm picking those, those young guys. So who we got? We got Kevin Love and we got LeBron, the stars of the team. Now then you got Jr. and Tristan and Clarkson and all of the Hood and all these other guys. I will take the younger guys and Ingram and and or the veteran guys and Rondo 
and, and Stevenson and JaVale, guys who's actually been there. JaVale McGee and Tristan Thompson is basically the same, basically the same player, right? I believe just Tristan Thompson is a little bit more uh, tenacious. He's a little bit nastier. But they're the same player. And then, you know, so not to mention, you know, I hear Philly. If he wanted to, if it was a basketball decision, he would have went to Philly. But why would he go to Philly? Just to go to the, just to go to the finals again and lose? There's no guarantee that Philly team is going to beat that Boston team because of Ben Simmons. I watched Ben Simmons play in high school at Mount Verde Academy down in Florida, and I watched him play at LSU. And nothing about him tells me that he's a superstar. Nothing tells me that he's any different from, from Lonzo Ball because at least Lonzo Ball already has a shot. He just got to gain his own. I, I hate saying confidence because how do I know that he don't have any confidence? But I'm just going to use it for argument. Say he just got to build confidence to shoot it. Ben Simmons averaged 16 points, but those are blind numbers. Those are those are blind numbers. Lonzo Ball averaged like 12 points per game last year. Playing with LeBron, that's going to go up because his confidence is going to go up. He's going to get way more open looks. He's a to me, he's a he's going to be he's going to be better than Ben Simmons. I never I never thought Ben Simmons was going to be good, and I still don't think Ben Simmons is, is, is all that good. This show is called Unpopular Opinion for a reason. I don't think that Ben Simmons is is is, is that good of a basketball player. Yes, he had the skill set. He's 6'10", he's big, uh, he can pass the ball, but I don't think he have great handles, and I don't, and he definitely don't shoot the ball well. Teams are going to do him. Teams are going to do him just how teams did LeBron when he was younger. We're just going to play off you, Ben Simmons. Now, you're either going to have to pass the ball or you're going to have to shoot that jumper that we know is broke. So, I don't understand how going to L.A., was was a bad move for LeBron. I don't understand how going to LA don't don't say that he's going for basketball reasons. Because let's say the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard, will we still be saying that 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 he he went to LA just to chill, just to build his brand? If if if, if Kawhi had already signed, if they was able to work that trade out and get Kawhi over to the Lakers, will we be, will we still be saying that right now that that he's just trying to go over there to build his brand, or will we be saying he's going to win the championship to compete against the Warriors? Because I guarantee you, it's going to be the latter of that statement. That benefiting right now because he hasn't, he hasn't because they because they have a bunch of young guys right now, so they don't see him competing with the Warriors. Which which team is is going to compete with the Warriors this year? I don't see a team in the NBA that's going to compete with him this year. Also, the fact that he went to the West, which a lot of people said he wouldn't do. Oh, he's gonna stay in the East because it's because it's because it's tougher. I want to see him go to the West and try that. I want to see him do that. But when he do it, we criticize him for going to the Lakers and say that he don't want to win. He's just going to Hollywood to make movies. <laughs> How hypocritical is that, right? We said his whole career, LeBron has benefited from playing in the East. You know, the East is weak. Let him go to the West and do that. He won't go to the West. He goes to the West, and now everybody got a problem with the team he went to, and now they say he don't want to win. <laughs> that, that is beyond me. And that's what I was that's what I that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the emotions. Nobody is dealing with facts here. Nobody is dealing with facts here. Because if 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 we were, we would see the move for what it was. Anybody who makes a move ain't just making the move just strictly on basketball. I'm sure his move to Miami wasn't strictly about basketball. It's a lifestyle. It's Miami. I got to go somewhere where my kids are going to be okay. It's a lifestyle. When he went back to Cleveland, 
Nobody criticized the move going back to Cleveland. And and uh, mainly, almost all of us thought that that wasn't a basketball decision. Because half of us was like, you're crazy. Why would you go back to Cleveland? They don't even have anybody but Kyrie. The owner, the owner don't even like you. You don't even like him. So why would you go there? None of us, none of us said, all right, he's like, he, 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 it ain't about basketball no more. He don't want to win. We didn't say that. But now it's LA. So now we got to say he want to be with the movie stars as if he's not LeBron James and he don't have that stature to meet with movie stars. Like he don't have that reach to, 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 to meet with guys like Leonardo DiCaprio. That, 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 that makes absolutely no sense to me people he went to a team that had cap space to go sign max players so how did he so so how wasn't it a basketball decision how wasn't it about about basketball of course it was a lifestyle issue nobody's arguing that but to, to say that he only went there just to build his brand that's wild i seen comments yesterday oh he's such a selfish guy Look at him wearing shades inside to draw attention to itself. <laughs> like, 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 do, 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 do we really believe half that stuff that we even talk about? Rob Parker the other day says that, you know, LeBron is selfish because he didn't go to the meet and greet and he don't care about the fans. Really? We talking about the guy who done sent thousands of kids to college. Thousands of kids to college who go beyond his way. Even a decision when he left Cleveland the first time to go to Miami and he did that press conference, guess who that was for? The fans. He raised, That was to raise money. Now, I don't agree with how he did it, but he did it, and he did it to raise money for a Boys and Girls Club. So to tell me he don't care about fans, I mean, come on. like that, that That's really the most ridiculous statement I have ever even heard in my entire life, that LeBron James don't care about the fans. That Man, listen, we, we have really gotten way overboard with this LeBron to LA thing and that he's going to be a movie star and all this other stuff and he's not focused on basketball. He still is LeBron James, right? He still is the best basketball player playing basketball right now, right? What do you mean? <laughs> it didn't matter where he went. He wasn't competing with the Warriors this year. So why not go to the team that's going to have tons of cap space this year and next year? Because next year, they can get a lot of those guys. Luol Deng is going to be off their books next year. And they can go sign two max player contracts this year. Speaking of one, who I've been saying for the last week, Jimmy Butler just turned down the T-Woods offer of $110 million. You don't think LeBron probably taking note of that? You don't think he he probably needs a young star who, 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 who plays defense? So, I don't understand. Nowhere he went this year. Was he gonna was he gonna win the championship? So why did it matter where he went? He went to a team that has the best opportunity so he can win. The team that has a lot of cast space, a team that has a lot of young guys who who is gonna be really good in this league. But he only went there just just to just to star in movies, right? Cause it is the offseason, right? Where most players are traveling and doing whatever they gotta do, but LeBron is the only one that get criticized for going to dinner. With other stars, come on, man! Is is that really where we? Is that really what we come to? That this man can't even enjoy his off season and meet with stars living in L.A. He's supposed to sit in his house and do nothing all day, just be with his kids and be with his wife. That's it. He's not supposed to go anywhere. He's not supposed to meet with anybody. Nothing. 
like, like, how ridiculous does that sound? That we criticize a guy for going to dinner. <laughs> we criticize a guy for going to dinner. Who cares who he went with? We criticizing a guy for going to dinner in the off season when basketball is months away, months away. Come on, man. We got to do better, man. Steph Curry um, was in the news, man. Um, and I kind of agree with him. And I normally don't agree with Steph. But, uh, uh, you know, when talked about the Warriors ruining the NBA, he said that it's the dumbest phrase ever. And I'm kind of with him. For the regular fans, me and you and all that stuff, yeah, we hate to see, you know, one team dominating. But nobody said that in the 80s when the Lakers and the Celtics was winning. We all said that those were the glory days of basketball. Right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That's what we said, right? That's the good age of basketball right there in the 80s, you know. Lakers and the Celtics, those are the only teams you hear about. You hear anybody talk about the 80s, and they then they're going to sprinkle in the bad boy Pistons, you know. But when you, talk, when you hear people talk about the 80s, what do they talk about? They talk about the Lakers and the Celtics. That's two teams. Two teams. We all love the den, right? The thing where I think that that statement gets a little bit uh, um, misspoken is the Warriors now are so much better than everybody. It wasn't like the Lake, the Lakers and the Celtics, they all had evenly spread teams. You know, they all had stars. Where now is, the we already know what's going to happen. For example, last year, right? We said... The Lakers, the 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 Warriors in Houston is going to meet in the Eastern in the West Conference Finals. The Warriors are going to win, and they're going to go face the Eastern Conference champion, which will be the Cleveland Cavaliers after they beat uh, the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. What happened? Anybody? What happened? If I'm not mistaken, Cleveland Cavaliers indeed did face the, the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, which they did win. Uh, the Golden State Warriors did face the Houston Rockets in the West Conference Final, just as everybody predicted. And they did win. And then we will see another rematch of Golden State and Cleveland, which we did see. And Golden State will win, which we did see. And a lot of people said it was going to be a sweep, which it was. So in sports, we all like to have that little bit of, dang, I wonder what's going to happen. In football, we know... Mostly the teams that's going to be at the top. But just like last year, did anybody outside of Eagle fan have the Eagles winning the Super Bowl last year? Beating the Patriots? Because I tell you what, I didn't. I ain't even had a two, I ain't even had a Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. So, as fans, we like that bit of uncertainty. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. In the NBA, we already know what's going to happen. We already know the Sixers and the, the Sixers and the, and, and the 70, the Sixers and the Celtics is going to be in the Eastern Conference Final next year. That The only thing that we're conflicted on is which team is going to win. A lot of people are saying the Celtics just because they're going to get Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back, but I'm just going to say we never really seen that matchup because Gordon Hayward only played in one game only in, only about five minutes, and Kyrie got hurt uh, almost right after the All-Star break when he had to have surgery. So my thing is we never really seen this team together as a whole. Maybe I'm sure they can gel and make it work. But... For the most part, we already know who's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Now, which brings me to the West. We already know what's going to happen. Now, who's going to be where? I think that's that's going to be a little bit up, up for debate because right now I do believe that a lot of people uh, 
since LeBron has 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 went over to um LA, uh, a lot of people I see people are saying the Lakers is gonna make it to the to to the Western Conference final and face the um and face the um the Golden State Warriors, but we already know the Golden State Warriors is coming out of the West regardless of who they face, and the Warriors is gonna win the NBA Finals regardless of who they face from the East. That stuff we do know. So it kind of takes the fun out of it. But if you're Steph, why should you care? Because you're winning championships. You can say all you want that, that that we're ruining basketball. But my only goal is to win championships. My goal is, 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 to, be, is to be talked about as one of the best ever. So in, in that estimation, I feel him. Not to mention, we're really criticizing the Golden State Warriors for doing the same thing that we just that that we've been criticizing LeBron for right now. And that's trying to win. And we're criticizing LeBron for not trying to win. Because he's going to the Warriors. But we're criticizing the Warriors for wanting to win. That don't really make any sense if you ask me. You know, that's kind of that's kind of flawed logic if you ask me. So I'm with Steph in the aspect that, you know, listen, man, my job is to win games. And I don't really care how we win games. I just know I want to win games. So, I mean, we don't really have to see how this NBA season is going to go. Because we already know how this NBA season is going to go. The Golden State Warriors is, is, is going to win the... Uh, the Golden State Warriors is going to win the, 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 um, the NBA Finals. Next year, we're going to have to see... What the Lakers are going to do if they get Kawhi this year? Maybe I believe they'll be able to make a push, and I believe that team will be able to be the the Houston Rockets. Everybody is still penciling the Houston Rockets in as going to be the Western. They 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 go into the Western Conference Finals to face uh the Golden State Warriors. But how do we know that the Golden the Houston Rockets also just lost um Trevor Ariza, who's going to be huge for them guarding along the wing. Who who that one another guy who who can kind of help guard Kevin Durant. They also lost Luke Amadamute. Um. Clint Capella is not happy because Clint Capella won his his contract, which I don't see why he think he's worth uh eighty five million dollars. I, I I don't see how 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 he's worth eighty five. I can clearly think of probably seven seven guys that's actually better than him. Uh, you know, so eighty five million dollars. I just don't really see how that makes any sense. Uh, not to mention Chris Paul just had a max contract, so it's gonna be hard to get him on that. James Harden is on the max contract. People are pissing Houston in. I don't really think so. I think this. I think the Lakers could beat them. Uh, people saying OKC. Okay, the West is going to be tough, no doubt. It's going to be a tough road for for any team except for the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be tough, for, you know. But I believe you know the the pencil Houston in uh, at this moment in time is a little bit a little bit premature, a little bit premature. But I'll definitely see you guys tomorrow. Make sure you guys tune into the Unpopular Opinion Podcast tomorrow, every single weekday, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Grand Hefe. See you guys tomorrow. Shut up,